Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet is the founder of No More Wasted Days. We are going to talk about routines in alcohol-free life. So let's go. Welcome to Living My Restless Life podcast. I'm your host, HPG. In season two, you'll continue to hear about how we can heal no matter what we go through, some tips and truths for self-improvement, and some little nuggets of wisdom for finding yourself on your path. I'll be hosting some mini-sodes, interviewing some awesome guests, and of course, some episodes with my occasional co-host, Martha. So let's go. We are going to talk about routine in alcohol-free life today. We've got Sarah Kaufman, Bradstreet. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me back on. Glad to have you back on the show. Let's talk about routines in living an alcohol-free life, especially in the beginning. Tell us how routines can help us achieve like the very early days of our alcohol-free journey. Way back in the day when I was a teacher, I found out we only have so much willpower during the day or only so many, like, you can run into decision paralysis by the end of the day. And for me, that was big when I was a teacher because, you know, kids are coming at you all day long and it made sense why I was so exhausted at the end of the day and I couldn't give my all to my own kids. But when I quit drinking, I realized it's so important to have as many things lined up as you can. So that when the end of the day comes and you're exhausted, it's not this like you're having to give your all to your kids. It's really that you're having to give your all to yourself and say, I'm not going to drink. And if you've spent so much time throughout the day making other choices that you could have minimized, like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? How am I going to drive home? What errands do I have to run? All those little micro decisions that we have to make. If you've put yourself out on those and then all of a sudden at the end of the day, you're thinking, am I going to drink today? It's a lot easier to fall victim to the decision fatigue and say, I'm just going to drink. I'm so exhausted. So I talk to people a lot about lining up as many routines in your day as you can. And I think a lot of people push back on routines because they think it makes them seem boring. If you have got all these routines in place and your day is the same every single day, isn't that boring? But I try to talk to people a lot about what can you make the same every day that doesn't feel boring. So for me, it's like my workout clothes are always laid out in the morning. My morning routine is generally always the same. Sometimes it gets thrown off, but most of the time it's the same. Today, my morning routine was thrown off and I have had an off day all day long. So I can tell when it does when I don't get to do it, it throws everything off. And then it's start thinking about, you know, start thinking about what you eat. I think a lot of us realize like we could actually eat the same thing all week long or have the same lunch, have three that you rotate through. So you're not having to make those choices and those things can become routines. So just figuring out those little routines you can start making. So at the end of the day, you can make the best decision still for yourself and you're not stuck in that decision paralysis. Gotcha. I struggle with decision fatigue. And what you said made a lot of sense about, you know, decision paralysis and being exhausted. And for me, I can get a case of the efforts, you know, in terms of 
like even like if I'm going to pick this healthy meal or maybe a not so healthy meal, if it, this is faster, more tasty. That's a really interesting perspective about decision paralysis that I had never thought about before. What are some examples that you've seen be successful for folks? So I always give the example of my morning routine, but I feel like it is so out there for people who have who do not have a morning routine in place at all. That I always tell people, just start doing one thing where you wake up five minutes earlier so you can do a guided meditation. Wake up five minutes earlier so you can just have, you can start the coffee before everybody else wakes up. But start making it a habit that you get into place. And I've watched people start doing just the one little habit and it starts snowballing into many habits. And all of a sudden they start saying, now I have a morning routine and my day starts off so much better. And my day starts off so much easier. Whereas before you look at it as this punishment, when people start talking morning routine, especially, and that's really where I thrive is in my morning routine. So it's what I talk about the most. But when you, when you talk to people about it, they're like, oh, you're telling me I got to get up earlier. Forget it. But I think when people start seeing that it's a good thing and it actually sets you up for the success throughout the day, they start going, okay, I get it. So I always tell people, start with something really small. Start with something that feels doable and achievable. And don't don't say, I'm going to start this morning routine. I'm going to wake up a whole hour earlier than I usually do. I'm going to go all in and do these five things each morning before everybody else in my family wakes up. I think when people do that, that's when there's failure. And then they go, oh, that lady was talking about routines and it doesn't work. And I'm not going to do that. So start with one little thing and then start snowballing. And also realize too, maybe I'm going to talk about morning routine and I'm going to talk about that more today. But I know many people who have an amazing evening routine who actually do all this stuff where they get this really great pocket of quiet time in the evening. And that works for some people. It doesn't work for me because I'm kind of done by 9 p.m., but it works for some people. So if you're listening and you're going, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this whole morning routine thing. That's crazy then start with a different routine. You can have an afternoon routine. You can have an evening routine. And that's something I talk about with people too, really starting to look at the three different parts of the day, morning, afternoon, evening, and start saying, where can I put routines in place? Where can I make things the same every single day? I think it's important to think of like routines, like a morning, afternoon, and evening. I know that's been helpful for me recently to reset the routine as the day goes, because I just think that it's, it's something that I have that took me two years to arrive in that mindset of a routine. But I, I think you're right. And people hear routine, they think boredom and it doesn't have to be morning. Like you said, it can be evening. I know when I first stopped drinking, I focused more on my evening routine because that was during the time that I needed the most adjustment to support an alcohol-free life. And I changed my entire routine until I found one that works. And you can tweak it and start slow. You don't have to Mm -hmm. all or nothing Alice over here and change your entire routine like I had to, but that's just me. But I know that like I looked forward to my skincare routine for example. And when you quit drinking, your skin looks prettier. And that's one area like I have an evening routine. I have a morning routine. 
I don't have an afternoon routine. And it's kind of funny because, or interesting, because I, when I quit drinking, that was the hardest part to get through. That was the 3.30 to 7 p.m. was the, how am I going to make it through this? Like, as long as I can get to 7 p.m., I know I've done it for the day. But that was where I started just experimenting. And I say I don't have an afternoon routine, but I really do. It's, you know, pick up my kids from the bus stop get home, get them going on their chores. Then I usually have a chore or two to do around the land. And then it's cooking dinner and listening to a podcast. So I have a routine. So when I say that, I'm like, I think it's just not as rigid as my evening routine or my morning routine. So that's another thing too, for people to realize like your routine can have flow and your routine can have moments where you can actually go, okay, well, actually in the afternoon, that's the moment where I I have some time that's for me that I can do bonus things if I feel like it. And it's okay to not feel like it too. So let's take a little break. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch by heading over to According to HPG on Instagram and be sure to tell your friends about the show. There was a time when I thought I could record, edit, and publish everything myself. Seeing as this left me very little time for anything else, I started to lose the standard of quality I was used to. Then I found Jay. In less than a day, the show went from so-so to amazing. Don't sacrifice quality for mediocrity. Check out the podcast mechanic and take your sound to the next level. Connect with Jay today at the Podcast Mechanic on Instagram. Let him know HPG sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Do you feel like you were more of a morning person at the beginning of your alcohol-free journey, or do you think that has developed over the past four years? So that actually developed probably years before I quit drinking. When I was a teacher, it was the only time I knew I could get a workout in. And I really love working out. And I was really trying to, I would at the time I was a runner. So I was always training for different races. And if I would save my run till the afternoon, I was exhausted. I didn't want to do it. So I was like, I've got to learn how to wake up earlier. So when I was a teacher, all I did was wake up. All I did was wake up and go for a run, come home before my family got home, take my shower, not got home, woke up, then take my shower. And and I was off to the races as a teacher. So it kind of started there where I started seeing the benefits. And you would think, oh, if you're going to get up earlier, you're going to be more exhausted. But I started seeing the positive reinforcement of when I work out in the morning, I actually have more energy all day long. And when I get done at the end of the day and I don't have to work out, it's like a little gift to myself. So I started it there for sure. But when I was a drinker, I was always trying to add in like, I'm going to have this amazing morning routine. I'm going to wake up early enough to do a, to read a personal development book, to do a guided meditation, to write in a journal and then work out. Like this was in my my brain and I really wanted to do it, but I was hung over a lot. 
So all that really happened in the mornings was me doing my workout, which became this way to sweat out the alcohol from the night before. And it was something that was ingrained enough in me as a habit that I still made that happen pretty regularly. I don't want to say it happened all the time. And when I quit, I was like, this is my opportunity. So probably from day one of quitting drinking, I would wake up early enough to write in my journal. That's when I started doing daily affirmations, daily gratitudes. And I really tried to go all out. But those were the two things that stuck in my workout. So I started doing those three things in the morning and I did them every single day minus the workout. I don't work out every single day, but those daily gratitudes and daily affirmations, I did those every single day for the first hundred days. I didn't skip a day. And I really think they were a key to that success in the beginning. And then I eased up and let myself have the weekends off and kept going though for like a year. And I would say until the pandemic hit is when life got thrown off. The, the morning schedule kind of went haywire, but I had, to, I reined it back in. I was like, I got to have this. This is obviously not working. I can tell, I can feel it in my body. So I got back to my morning routine then. Then we moved, same thing. We moved and I let it go haywire again. Oh, I don't have time. I can't do this. I can't make this work in this smaller space we live in now. And I made up excuses. And this year I started it back up again. I was like, nope morning routines back in place. It's got to be about me. It can't be about work. It can't be about anything else. It's got to be about me in the morning. And I can already tell since starting back up in January, again, that positive feedback is coming to me like this works. So I was, I've always kind of been a morning person. So that's why I always tell people too, if you're not a morning person, then do like Heather's saying, like start an evening routine that's really sacred to you that you can do. There's nothing special about people who are morning people. They just thrive better in the morning. But do start paying attention if you're listening to this and saying, I want to start a routine somewhere. Then start paying attention to where you're most alert. Where's the time where you can really give some time to yourself in the day? And you can start some routines like this that are more of a self-care routine even, not just the I lay out my clothes, I eat this meal, like those habits that we talk about, but getting that sacred self-care routine somewhere in your day. I think it's really important. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly important. And and you'll figure out your own rhythm. I don't know that I'm ever going to be a morning person, but just the five minutes, like you said, or the five-minute guided meditation that I've been doing since February has been really helpful. And it's like anything, one of the most annoying and true statements is time takes time. It does. It took a long time to create the routine that you were in, in some way. And it's going to take you some time to, you know, create a healthier or better or better suited for what you're trying to do. And for me, alcohol was so, so routine. Like you get off work, you drink some wine, then you do it like started and finished so many things in the evening. So figuring out a routine to start and finish as a replacement is doable. And it really does make an impact. You may not be able to see it right away. I always advise people take like one drawer and just clean it out for five minutes. While you're trying to figure out your routine, just keep your hands moving and like just do something that takes like 15 minutes. You just have to try different things to see what works. And you start to notice, too, that your cravings are routine. Like when you start looking at it, you start going, oh, I start craving alcohol every day at this time. For me, it was like right around 2 p.m. is when the thoughts started popping in and wouldn't stop. 
Like it was just there kind of like, are we going to drink today? Hey, what are we going to drink today? And it's just this constant background noise until you drink. So when you're going through those first days of being alcohol free, you're realizing like, this is my routine. This is my habit. I have to change it. So having something in place, like all I'm going to do is clean a junk drawer. Doesn't sound very exciting, right? But you do that paired with put in a podcast that's really positive. And all of a sudden you're in a different mind place after doing that little thing. And then you can actually make a decision. What do I really want to do right now? I've gotten past that craving. Now, what do I want to do? Maybe you want to keep organizing. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you want to do some skincare. I think that's, that's an amazing piece of advice too. And just realizing alcohol was the routine. Now you've got to change it. One of the tips that I've heard that are, are really helpful for folks that was not applicable to me, but changing your route from work, your route home, mm-hmm. you know, changing that piece of the routine can be helpful. And um, so that's even just something that you can just take the long way home or the more scenic route or, you know, just that's just a tiny way to incorporate a different routine when you're trying to stay in the short term to make the longer term goals happen. For sure. And it is, I think people overthink it too when they start hearing like, oh, routines. Oh gosh, this means I'm going to have to do this whole wake up an hour early, do this thing. And it is, it's, it's not that at all. It is more stepping back and looking at your day-to-day life and going, what can I change that will benefit me? Yeah. What can I take that's Nate? What's a negative routine? How can I make it positive? So tell us what's going on with no more wasted days now. Anything, any new updates you want to share? We have our Daymakers community membership, which used to only be available to people who did the 30 day alcohol free challenge. It's now available to anybody. So you can join our member, our membership. You can join our community and then you get access to weekly group coaching calls where you see me and Heather quite often. (laughs) And then you can, uh, you're also part of a private message thread community. And then there's other things that I'm working on adding on to it slowly in the future. And then, but you do also get access to the five day alcohol free kickstart, which gives you seven videos to listen to where you can start really reframing how you think about alcohol. And what I love about the community is it's really for people on all different steps in their journey. There's people in there who have been alcohol-free for two years, people who are not alcohol-free yet, but are trying to find their way and navigate to get there. And everybody's just so helpful and uplifting. And I really think the community membership was something where I started seeing that's where I'm seeing people have success. People who are active in the community are having success over the people just going through the 30-day alcohol-free challenge. And that's not to say that 30-day alcohol-free challenge isn't still there. It's only happening quarterly, though, as a big group guided challenge. Now it's happening dry July, sober October, dry January, and then dry April would be the other one. So it's happening every quarter, which I think will be a really cool way to get people really jazzed, excited, kick off with those 30 days with a little more focus. And then always that membership piece is there for everybody to hop in when they're ready. Awesome. I'll make sure to link all that information below so folks know where to go. And everybody, it's, I love, we always talk about it, all different walks of life and all different parts of your journey. So don't feel like you can't do it because you're already like 100 days in or you can't do it because you're not actually alcohol free yet. It's really for everybody. Well, thank you for being on the show today. 
always a pleasure to have you. And I'll make sure to link all this information so that people can find No More Wasted Days and join the Daymaker community. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. Head over to Instagram and follow According to HPG to stay connected to the show. Go get your mammograms. Are you loving the podcast? Give us a rating and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps the show stay visible to reach more listeners and help others.